0: On this episode of AV Week, is your wireless system, meaning your wireless mic's illegal? And if it is, what do you do about it? Also taking a look at the trend of putting commercial AV systems onto the network and streaming, all that and more. Next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is is AV Nation. Nation. This is
2: AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week. Episode 503, recorded Friday, April 9th, 2021. Soft AV. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by
2: Sure. Sound Extraordinary. And by FSR. And by Crestron.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, the maven of AV. Her name is Dawn Mead. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thanks so much for having me as usual, Tim.
0: Absolutely. Also with us is Steve Greenblatt from Control Concepts. Welcome, sir.
2: Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: And last but not least, no, not the entire Program is made up of, of hosts of AB Week or, or AB Nation. Anthony Watson, a young man I got to meet uh, through our friends over at USC. So, welcome, sir. Uh, you work for USC. Welcome.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a couple things, and this is some more housekeeping. We're doing something brand new this week. Um, I've never really made it a, a, a secret on how we do things and how we make the sausage. We are recording, uh, moving from uh, Zoom over to a, a system called Riverside. So if you hear something different or it looks different, I apologize, uh, but we are trying something new, uh, quite frankly, to increase our quality and and to serve you better, the people, uh, wonderful people who listen to us and watch us. So, uh, give us a little bit. Uh, we'll work through through some bugs. Uh, the, these fine folks can tell you that. Well, we're we're recording it at fifteen after the after 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 the hour because Tim couldn't figure out how to turn his camera on the system. So, uh, I do apologize, but thank you guys for for, for bearing with us. Uh, first story comes to us uh, from our friends over at Sound and Communications and uh, and Joe uh, Ciadelli. Uh, he writes, um, are your wireless microphones illegal? Uh, what, he's, what Joe's writing about is the fact that um, there are some systems in the 600 and 700 megahertz bandwidth um, that are not technically allowed anymore, and that is because the wonderful um, U.S. government agency, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, have sold off a number of frequencies. They've done this to uh, provide wireless spectrum for uh, the wireless carriers. Now what that's done though is that's squeezed the the wireless microphone uh, components and, and manufacturers into various other areas. Dawn, when it comes to, you know, Dawn works and, and lives in, in and around the Alphabet Soup area of the Maryland slash Washington, D.C. area. Uh, we do not say where she works for, but she is an end user. Ostensibly, you've got to stay legal, right? Um, at least that would be ideal. What does this mean every time that the, 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 that the FCC sells off another block of, of frequency? How do you stay ahead of that? And how do you stay on top of that as somebody who has a budget to, to maintain?
1: Well, it's a difficult task to stay on top of and in front of, particularly in an area like the DMV, where Northern Virginia, DC, Baltimore, you know, we've got so many people, so many companies, so many agencies, and so many blocked out secret frequencies going on around here that you can't always rely on a chunk of frequency being open for wireless mics, especially as they sell it off more and more. Now, I'm going to like get sort of sassy for a minute here if you are watching this or listening to this and you are an integrator and you are not aware of this issue you know you shouldn't be an integrator i litter i personally have been blogging about and writing about this particular topic since 2009. okay that's what 12 it's, it's years true ago? she
0: really has you can look I, them up I mean,
1: yeah i mean you can go back to my early personal blog you can go back to some of those stuff in the rave archive this is not a new issue. So if you're in integration and you're not actively educating your customers about this issue, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you at this point. Now I will say end users, when I became an end user, joined this organization, which is very large, um, national multi- multinational organization, there are a lot of places that still technically have illegal microphones. And the first thing I did when I started was some of these projects that were coming up on LifeCycle Refreshes, I said, what microphones do you have in there? Okay, FYI, those are illegal. We could get in a buttload of problems with, you know, the government for using that. Heaven help the corporation if, you know, some of the frequencies were allocated to public safety. So heaven help you if you've got a fire department or a police department or an ambulance service trying to react to an emergency and they're picking up your shareholders meeting. You know, so it's not a not a basic issue. It's it's a very serious issue that we all need to be aware of. And I've been educating in the four years now I've been where I am a lot of my end users of, hey, even if you if you don't have the budget to refresh your whole system, be aware of things like this FCC ruling and the fact that these microphones are illegal because, you know, part of our job as internal AV specialists is not just designing systems that will work for our company and be cost effective. It's risk mitigation. And our job is to make sure that the company is not liable for damages, for breaking the law, for any number of things. And, you know, it's more than just hanging a screen on the wall, guys, or putting a mic in a room. You have to be aware of all of these issues. So, um, yeah, this is a big topic, and I can't believe in 2021 we're still talking about it. but you know, the, the the system that I first educated my company on is finally getting refreshed this year. So yeah, three and a half years later, we finally went from, hey, that's illegal to okay, we're getting the budget and it's getting redone.
0: So. Well, Anthony, I'll bring you on this because you're also the other, the other end user on this. Um, USC, you know, public university, you know, California system. Um, there are certainly most likely there, there are certainly some sensitive conversations that happen wirelessly on a college campus, probably not to the extent of of a shareholder meeting, uh, like in Don's case. But how do you keep this in front of the powers that be, right? That the folks who do allow or do give, you know, the budgets out, because Don just made a point there is the fact that it took three and a half years to, to you know, basically refresh out uh, a, a system that was no longer, you know, viable. How do you keep your, your institution and your and your the folks that, that you know um that, that kind of um you know sit at those design and those budgeting tables, how do you keep them informed and, and you know making that decision to pull the trigger on a you know a maybe an outlay of maybe a hundred to two hundred, you know, wireless systems?
3: Sure. Um you know, for us in 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 our environment, the biggest thing is that we do the checks and balances you know, like Don mentioned earlier, it's, a, it's our job, you know, to be the experts. So when we do get ready to refresh a system, you know, instead of wasting money, we won't do things like replacing unnecessary hardware, but in the instance of microphones and keeping up with the right bands, it's important that we do our checks and balances first. So first and foremost, it's our job uh, to present this information to the powers that be. And so, you know, every year we go through our rooms and we look at the hardware, we look to see, you know, what piece of hardware has and has not been replaced in the last cycle. And for instance, things like Ethernet cables, uh, every two to five years, we need to replace those because they've got a plugs, they've got a cycle of life themselves. You know, you plug them in so many times and unplug them and that causes a breakdown, right? And so it's our job to, you know, look at that hardware, to know how long that hardware has been in the room and to do these checks and balances. Uh, For instance, with, you know, certain manufacturers using, you know, certain bands, just this last year alone, we recommended we move over to the G and H band in rooms that we did not have those bands. And so, like I said, for us, it's it's up to us to be those checks and balances and present that information to the powers that be. And they'll be more than happy to upgrade us once they know the importance of it. So that's that's a big deal for us.
0: Yeah. And that's actually a really, really interesting move there between, you know, those those different bands as we move forward. Um, Steve, something that that Dawn mentioned here and the fact that she's been talking about this for for over a decade. How do we as an industry not only keep ourselves educated about this? but also keep our government educated about what it does to us as an industry.
2: I would say that it's a combination of the manufacturers, of course, that sell the equipment because they obviously have a vested interest in making sure that their equipment is purchased and used properly and and they have to, to do right. Uh, then you also have the industry associations that uh, I think are very good at, uh, or, or need to be thought or looked to to provide guidance and also to be that that voice for the industry. So the to to, to your second part about how to you know talking with uh, the the government and 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 informing people of our existence and the importance that that's what I would say is is that we have to look to to uh, the biggest voices that we can find and, and that represent our industry and that being the industry associations. But, but, um, yeah, I think, think our industry always needs more and more education and education isn't only in the form of doing a webinar or doing a presentation, but, but more so explaining the being a translator because i think and, and we find this a lot in in our space in, in programming and and uh, hard, and and understanding when these new technologies come out what does it mean to an end user client and and how do you do you tr- make it so that they understand and, and can put things into perspective with regard to their uses their application and and what's important to them because there's a lot of confusion that happens and and much of it comes from the fact that there's a lot of marketing information that is going out in a broad sense and and uh, not everybody needs to know all of the information. You only need to know what pertains to you and how, how that impacts what you're doing in particular.
0: All right, very good.
1: And uh, if I could, Tim, yep, just jumping on top of that. Um, it, you know, if you're an integrator watching this, I, I know I yelled at you earlier. But um, <laughs> if you're an integrator watching this,
0: AV talk to your customers.
1: <laughs> yeah, talk to your customers. Educate them, as as, as Steve said. It, you know, if you know your customer doesn't have a Don or an Anthony on staff, who is the AV expert that would know about these things, educate them. If you're an end user internal like Anthony and myself educate your bosses, educate your other departments, let them know that this is a real issue. And, you know, you don't all have to do what our buddy Josh Schrego did and, and put your AV career on hold and go to law school. But if you do, he's the JD for AV. Um, but, you know, like, educate yourself and be active. I know that NSCA has contacted me when I was an integrator a couple of times to go down to Annapolis to speak when there are, Bills that come up that impact our industry. I know that Infocom does similar lobbying efforts. So if you're in a state and you hear through one of the associations or just through buzz from your friends and neighbors and coworkers that there's a bill going to infect you, find out if you can speak on it. Because, you know, for the people, by the people, of the people, we're the people. Get out there and tell them what's, what the issue is and let them know how it's impacting a multi-billion dollar industry with, you know, ties in their community.
0: Well, one quite caveat there. (laughs) Infocom doesn't do that anymore. And, and I had a conversation with CEO Dave Lubuscus, uh, just last week about that very thing. Uh, and you can, Mitchell put a link to it. Um, when, when, when done here, because they, it it is expensive. I, I, well, I understand Mr. Lubuscus's point. Um, but I think I made my points known on that as well. I think that if we all gather together, we we can make some noise. So,
1: and and for what it's worth, just this past week, NSCA did a webinar about pending bills that are up before different states that impact our industry. So just keep an eye out for things like that, and and you know, let your voice be heard.
0: NSCA does a very good job on the local on the local level, right? On the state and the hyper local level, they don't do. I, I don't think anybody does a very good job on the federal level. That's my two cents. That is my opinion. So, all right, friends uh, over at I am going to get an email. My Tech Decisions uh, has an article here talking about uh, integrating AV and video conferencing in an IoT world, bringing in the um, the, the commercial side uh, of the. Of the industry, um, Anthony. About a year ago, we all know what happened. A year ago, the world ended and you know came to a screeching halt. One thing I know that happened at USC. Um, funny, funny story. I was I was actually in Southern California with Joe Way, uh, actually and our buddy Mark Coxon, um, and uh, and a couple of the other other folks, Jimmy and and, and uh, Lexi, uh, could, to give Joe his um, uh, his uh, AB uh, Tweeps, uh Award. Right before uh, Illinois shut down, right, I was there on Thursday, flew back Friday, and then you know it it all went 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 sideways. You guys had an interesting kind of journey then, where you were you know not only outfitting and helping the instructors and the professors, but you were also going into the classrooms and leveraging a lot of the pro AV tech in there and putting it on the network and putting it on uh, onto UC um, systems. Talk for a second about kind of that that transition from, oh, yeah, this is just for in class, to suddenly now, you know, this pro AV gear has got to go out and basically be a broadcast, little mini broadcast studios.
3: Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, it was a rough journey, um, you know, conceptually and, you know, from the perspective of, of you know, the tech staff. You know, we go from uh, individual black boxes that do individual things within the room and being controlled on the network versus now all video and audio being transported through the network. Uh, it, like I said, it was a rough journey, but it took for us to communicate with, you know, all the different parties within the university, security, uh, the network administrators, the system administrators, Um, you know, the physical installation and removal of the old equipment and inventory and things of that nature. I'd probably say that the toughest thing out of all of this was getting an understanding of, or I shouldn't say getting an understanding, but helping my peers understand that AV in and of itself is a resource. Yes, but it is now moving over into the IT world. Um. You know, it's no longer a separate entity. They are now combined. All devices are now remotely controlled on the network and now all of the video and audio is traveling across the network. And so things like um, Wi-Fi networks or Wi-Fi control, um, you know, is now important. You know, in a world where, you know, XLR cables used to be the norm, that's no longer the case. You know, XLR cables, you know, would get you there with your SN38 handheld microphone. We've eliminated that process entirely. You know, now everything's wireless. Everything is, you know, now just on the USC network. And so biggest hurdle once again for us was, you know, making that transition, getting people to understand uh, the network side of things and the IT side of things. Now it's about zoom, Adobe connect, um, you know, all of the other types of conferencing software. So now, our techs have gone from being hands on with the hardware to being hands on with the software that was our biggest transition, and that was the toughest thing for for us
0: that's a huge thing right there and i, 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 I don't want people to miss this your your background is i t right you're you're that's 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 where you that's where you came up through so talk for for a second about helping those folks kind of translate right and making that transition to the network
3: you know when you think about uh, When you think about how you provide service and support, you know, you think about talking to a person who understands something on a different level, right? Not the same level that you understand it on. And so when you go to communicate these things, uh, one of the things that I've learned in the past is that just using a common language, it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to someone else's expertise or your expertise, but just using a common language that will help you communicate your point. For instance, the difference between Zoom and Adobe Connect and the fact that you can just bring your own hardware to the classroom, it's still reliant somewhat upon you bringing a piece of hardware into the uh, classroom. And so um, one of the biggest tools that I've used so far in doing so with my team is I have communicated that I don't want you guys to think about the hardware and trying to explain the hardware to the faculty and or the staff and or the students. Let's explain to them the software and how that software is gonna be used to enrich their learning or their their teaching. You know, so we've transitioned away from the idea that, okay, I'm gonna go into the room, I'm gonna swap out this piece of hardware. No, now we've gotta troubleshoot the laptop because the individual laptop that they brought with them is going to be the main tool for their, their connectivity or their communication. So you've now got to understand Zoom, the ins and outs of, you know, configuring the ins and outs of, you know, add-ons and um, things like that. So my team has really been really working hard on, you know, trying to perfect or not perfect, but learn how to use things like Zoom in an advanced fashion, thinking about it from the professor's perspective. How can I use this tool to you know, teach in my classroom? How can I use utilize things like the breakout rooms? How can I utilize things like, um, you know, the backgrounds, the green screen effects, you know, to enrich the learning process. And so that's that's what's been the biggest thing for us right now is just transitioning over from hardware techs to now being technical support solutions analysts. You know, we're, we're analyzing the software, we're learning the software ourselves and then teaching that software use to the staff and faculty.
0: Just for the record, over the course of this of this program, I have gotten two new titles for AV uh, end users, uh, in a, in, internal AV specialist and now software analyst, uh, software AV analyst. I like both of those. So I was just a tech manager 10 years ago, all right? That's all I want to say. Um, m- Mr. Greenblatt, w- w- talk to me sort of second about about this evolution because you've been around AV uh, for a minute. You. And, you know, nice. when, I, I just said a minute. I mean... I didn't say how long. Technically, you are older than me, though. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> not much, but you're there. Um, about this evolution and getting, you know, as Anthony said, you know, they, 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 now we are, you know, we spend as much time in in software as we do, you know, worrying about which pin is hot on on an RS two thirty two cable.
2: So the, the this is uh, going to be very interesting because w- what used to be fairly fixed and controlled. Is no longer so. Um, we we talk a lot about, and and both on this show and also on a state of control, um, firmware and security, and, and how software is impacting AV. And it, and it's and it's just huge which is a good thing for those of us involved in software but but it but we, we no longer have the, the same jurisdiction over our environment as we once did and I mean the first time we kind of gave that up is putting our, our systems on the network and now as we're becoming more software centric we are now saying that we need to be able to be provide a consistent, uh, and reliable solution with something that can be changing and is going to be changing because, especially with uh, with software as a service type of applications, they're 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 changing. They could be changing any day without your the uh, permission or or if if you will, uh, you know. That so 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 now all of a sudden you you need to be able to have uptime. You need to be able to to know what. These new features are and be able to to utilize them to your benefit, as Anthony mentioned. And you also need to be able to know what are the gotchas. So it it it. Uh, while we're saying that systems are be are getting simplified, they're actually becoming more complex. If you look at it from another, another from an IT perspective,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And there are a number of companies that are doing just software um solutions which is really really interesting to me um and everything from a from a dsp standpoint to a control standpoint um even to video switching standpoint right once 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 a video signal and audio signal for that matter becomes ones and zeros then you know it can be controlled with with software so that's going to be really really fascinating Don, same kind of question here, but from a different perspective. Obviously, you are an end user now, but you you you've also watched this evolution. What does this mean for you? Um, And you know, a you know, Anthony's in education. You're more in Fortune 500. What does it mean for for that segment of of the of the market? Where yes, we're we're getting more and more on on the network, um, but you know, from a security standpoint, and you know, the next evolution of product. What does that mean for? for folks in corporate space uh, as we put more and more stuff on the network and, and leveraging this, this software-driven stuff.
1: I'm gonna go to something that both of my fellow panelists said and bring up the idea of education, because this is something that my team, the AV team, has been going to both the IT team and the InfoSec team in our company to educate them on a lot of the AV things. We've gone to the point where we take some of our seats in Infocom classes, IVEXA classes, when we have our membership active, and we give some of those to the tech support guys on the IT team because they're the front line of support, especially executive tech support. Um, they're the ones that are going to be called into the boardrooms where the higher ups are having technical issues with the AV system slash IT system. Um, As well, we have some classes coming up for the AV team that are purely IT classes. Teach us Teams before Teams becomes live in our organization. Teach us whatever the next software is before that becomes live in our organization. Because we will also be tech supporting, you know, some of the IT stuff. Um, it's, It's very much a matter of knowing how to speak each other's language, as Anthony said. Uh, shameless plug, take my class at Infocom, it's just about that topic, speaking the same language as who you're talking with. Um, but yeah, it, it's a case of we got to learn, we got to be able to understand enough of each other's world that we can then put that into action. Um, and, and I mean, that's really the, the the biggest part of it, educating them so that when we do have a new piece, uh, we're in the process of piloting two different software-based AV products right now, we're just starting the pilot phase with those. We have to take that to InfoSec and get it blessed by them. And we have to take them to the regular IT people that run the network that aren't the security folks and get them to bless it. So, you know, we have to first get the top, get, get the pilot built in a couple of spaces, bring these folks in and let them kick the tires and poke around under the hood. And then if it goes through the process properly, we can get it approved for certain levels of spaces that we work in. Um, So obviously, you know, super magic classified type places, they don't usually get wireless or, or network based or anything without a bunch of extra hoops, but just your standard Fortune 500, your standard boardroom classroom type situation, even those have to go through this vetting process and without the education on both sides you're not going to be able to get through that process very well and they're just going to say not on my network pal
0: i, I love the fact that you can't say, well i don't know what Mitchell, Mitchell's going to do with this but anthony is sitting here just shaking his head absolutely agreeing with everything that she's saying so uh, i love i love that that fact. all right uh, thank you guys so much I, we're not going to get uh to the last story which it's i don't even know why i picked it but Really quickly, if you're interested, Questex, a uh, company uh, who owns uh, uh, LDI, Live Design International. Which is a show, a trade show that happens typically in the fall. They acquire the assets of Digital Science Expo, DSC, uh, which went bankrupt last year, last fall. Uh, so they've picked that up. Not quite sure what they're going to do with it yet. Uh, typically, that show would happen uh, the end of, of March, 1st of April. Uh, so we'll see what they pick, what they do with that. So thank you all uh, three so much for joining us. Ms. Dawn Mead, uh, how do people connect with you?
1: Well, you can't find me at my job generally, but you can certainly find me on the social media networks, either Dawn Mead with an E on the end, just like the fort, or you can find me at AV Dawn on a bunch of the social networks. And of course, you can always find me here on avnation.tv hosting your AV social show for marketing and social media topics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Greenblatt. Thank you, sir. Uh, How do people connect with you or control concepts?
2: Oh, thanks for having me. I, since it's the first time since episode 500, I wanted to congratulate you and also thank you for uh, giving us all the opportunity to have a voice in the industry. So, yeah, um, yeah. And with that said, I appreciate uh, uh, anybody checking out uh, State of Control, which is uh, another aviation program uh, talking about control programming and automation. Uh, I host that with Rich Forgoza and I'd uh, love to have some of these listeners check that out as well. But for me, you can reach me on social media at Steve Greenblatt, very simply, and my company, Control Concepts, at controlconcepts.net.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you check out Steve's other uh program, uh, Ask a Programmer. So you can check that out as well. So, That's- not on uh, where we, besides Stitcher, I saw Stitcher. Where else do we have it?
2: I, it's on YouTube and, uh, we've just got to post it posted on a- Apple and Google and I'm working on that with James King, just a fun little project to build some community between in-house and third party programmers.
0: It's a great, it really is a great resource, especially for folks that have got, I would say a sizable or not sizable, but a, 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 in, a in-house integrators that, um, you know, just getting some insight. Right, uh, I think that's really, really cool, so Anthony, thank you so much, sir Anthony Watson uh, again from u s c How do people connect with you?
3: Uh, thank you for having me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at anthony Watson. You can also connect with me on twitter at anthony watson s c All
0: right. very good uh for me for Tim Albright, don't follow me on the twitters. um I'll talk about uh blues hockey. Uh, I don't much care for baseball, I think I said that last week um. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, coffee. So the bears. The bears. Well, the bears. Yes, but but there's no football right now. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, go by the website if you would, please. Avnation.tv. That's Avnation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others, including one from Don and one from Steve. And I'm not sure where where they are on, on your screen. Um, Don's is Av Social, uh, and Steve's is uh, State of Control um, Marketing and Social Media and all that. Control Automation and all that. Uh, also. Our buddy uh, Matt uh, Scott takes a look at the residential side of the AV industry uh, every single week. Uh, he does, uh, we land his on Wednesday, we land this on Monday, so you can check those out as well. Also, check out our sponsors. These are the folks who help us and, and help us bring you AV Week uh, every single week uh, and Aviation. Nation. And one last little plug Dawn mentioned Infocom. Uh, we're going as well. Uh, we're going to Orlando. So uh, stay tuned. We've got some really cool things going. Um, and um, we've got a contest going that if you're an end user and you want a scholarship, um, go by the website and you can get yourself a scholarship uh, to Infocom. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>